Welcome to today's update for August 28th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Ologi. I'm Brandon Parkins. And I'm Dan Rib Victoria. And yeah, we've got a, a pretty big week of news here. Gamescom yeah. started, had uh, their opening night live event that Jeff Keighley hosted. Mm-hmm. We had quite a bit of stuff there. Some that are kind of things we already knew about. Uh, other things we didn't, but we'll talk a lot about uh, the various highlights of that show. Uh, yeah. But besides that, we have a bunch of other stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. A bunch of dates for things. A, a weird double Kickstarter that's happening with spiritual successors to two RPG series that people might never have expected to get any sort of thing. But uh, mm-hmm. we got uh, a time frame for when PlayStation VR 2 might be releasing. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. Uh, let's see. And we got uh, some dev news where uh, the devs for an upcoming indie game have accused their publisher of some exploitative funding that is pretty fucked up when we get to that. Yeah. Uh, we also have a price increase for one of the major consoles. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll get to some other stuff here we'll get to. And before we do any of that, so we will talk about what we've been playing. And I'll start off here. I've uh, been playing some of the hot new game Saints Row. Mm-hmm. Uh, a game that has been getting plenty of flack online. Yeah. Uh, lots of people not feeling it yeah. from what they've played so far as this reboot of the uh, very popular and influential sort of mm-hmm. open world series. Uh, I've played a, a good bit of this so far, have uh, basically gotten to the point where the saints have formed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you're kind of doing a lot of preamble stuff as you are, uh, you know, have your crew that are all roommates, mm-hmm. uh, sort of doing whatever you can to make ends meet. Uh, things like uh, I think a couple of them are already in other gangs. Mm-hmm. Uh, your character, the boss, has joined a uh, a PMC called Marshall. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the opening mission. Uh, where you're on your first day mm. going through and fighting this weird group of, I don't know, cowboy terrorists. I don't know what the hell that <laughs> was all about. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, and your boss has the, the irreverent attitude that they've always had where it's like, uh, I know my CO is telling me to do this thing, but I can just go in and shoot everybody and everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of attitude that is some wild stuff to have. Uh, your CO at the end of the mission is like, ah, oh, here's your bonus pay and opens up the uh, the envelope and there's nothing in there. And it's like, yeah, because you kept doing nothing that I asked you to mm. uh, the entire time. Mm. And uh, the bad part of that whole mission is that the shooting just doesn't feel good at all. Yeah. Uh it kind of locks on a bit uh, at first when you uh, go to hold down your left trigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from there, controlling it just feels really bad. Mm. Uh, and it feels like enemies are bullet sponges, even on the opening mission of the game, where it feels like that's the most place where enemies should take one or two hits. Yeah. Make you feel okay, but 
it was kind of a shooting gallery kind of mission as you're, you know, escorting this uh, vehicle through this whole area. And then eventually you get on top uh, to the turret mm. and are just shooting a bunch of dudes. And I died a couple times there just because it's so many people they throw at you that you have to somehow survive. And it's, they make you very much want to rely on the like explosives that happen to be nearby when the guys hang out. But, you know, they don't respond to that stuff uh, when they continue to send more guys at you. And it just, the shooting just does not feel good. Even where I'm at right now, it's, it hasn't really changed all that much, like five or six hours in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's that kind of thing where I don't know if the further weapons I get are going to be any better. I've heard it's not really so much the case, so I've gotten some weird ones from just running around and doing some of the, the side stuff and the collectibles where I have like a, a gun that's just like uh boxing gloves on mm-hmm. like one of those extenders kind of things Yeah, uh, where it has uh, le- two different gloves on it. So, you know, pull left trigger for the left one, right trigger for the right one mm. kind of thing. And that's a neat one. Uh, but the fun could be had of like knocking vehicles around and all that, but the vehicle's, require like 20 shots from it to yeah. uh, get anywhere close to blowing it up. And that's depending on what part of the vehicle you're hitting yeah, kind of thing. So it's a fun little vehicle thing, uh, physics thing, but yeah. it uh, it's more effective when you're fighting enemies and they throw in lots of challenges in this game of stuff, like extra stuff to do. Uh, buildings have their own challenges. Like all the shops just have like, uh, buy something here, and you get extra XP for it. Uh, vehicles you get in have their own little challenges that I guess open up some sort of special ability you can maybe unlock when you uh, store it in a garage that then you can you know equip. That might give it some extra thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I had it for one of the vehicles. Like, oh, this ha- has kneecappers mm-hmm. that shoot out and puncture tires or kill people you're running by, I guess, kind of thing. But, uh, like, the weapons also have that sort of thing or something similar. Uh, and, like, the the basic pistols, like, I uh, just ride around on the, the the roof of a car and shoot at enemies, kill enemies mm. with that thing, which prompted me to just jump on random people's cars, uh, and they just start freaking out and driving around all over the place. So I was like, all right, I'll just wait till one of the gang cars show up or something. And just mm. start taking pot shots at them. Uh, like the the one for the rifle you start with is really stupid. Where it's like, uh, get kills with the last magazine of your weapon. You never really get that close with that gun. Because as you kill enemies, they just drop ammo so much. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to keep refilling it in a weird way. So that took me until a mission where I literally just kept shooting even when I wasn't having enemies anywhere nearby to shoot mm. kind of thing. So you can get some bonus stuff. I now have like a rocket launcher that I got at some point. So, mm. but the ammo for that is a bit spare, at least from dropping. You can go into any of the gun shops you want and refill your ammo from there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'm basically at the point where the saints have a new headquarters, which is a church nearby where uh, they don't acquire the building. Mm. They, kidnap the guy that has the deed to it and just start, uh, you know, driving on the wrong side of the road on the highway and 
all this kind of stuff, harassing him till he gives it to him, mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. But yeah, like before that, you get into like a construction vehicle and just start breaking all the con- construction equipment around there mm-hmm. as a, a way to clear it out, kind of thing. And there's some there's some neat little moments of humor there. There's a, a good bit where you get fired from your PMC before you realize, like, oh, we should just all start our own gang, mm. uh, our own criminal empire that your boss is kind of just listless uh, after getting fired and trying to eat ice cream and ends up on the the, the shopping channel where they're selling knives in the middle of the night mm. and just, like, constantly buying knives that they don't have money for yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> But I don't think you actually get any of those mm. uh, for your stash, but uh, it's kind of a fun little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a game that just, it's real buggy too. Uh, mm. I haven't had any crashes or anything, but I've had an instance where I was driving around uh, and tried to get out uh, right as the vehicle was stopping and my character just fell through the ground. And I got to see the world from underneath the ground. Mm-hmm. And I've had numerous points driving vehicles where... You know, I hit a vehicle and it just goes flying into the air or doing like physics stuff that it probably shouldn't be doing. I've uh, oh. trying to be at least semi-realistic kind of thing. Been driving around, drifting into stuff and having, you know, like traffic cones just getting stuck in my vehicle until it just phases out of existence kind of thing. And there's there's lots of that kind of stuff that I've been having. Nothing super serious, though, I guess the uh, the big issue is this game just doesn't run super well Mm -hmm. Uh, depending on the setting there's a bunch of different options for uh, graphic settings on the ps5 here and i ended up picking i think 1440p high frame rate and that's been pretty good no real issues there but you know if you're trying to go for 4k or anything Mm -hmm. it's probably going to run 30 fps uh, at best uh, with some issues uh, so luckily I've been able to go lower and have just a, a fine enough time with that stuff. But I do drive around and see like, oh, here's where a vehicle spawned while it was like five feet in the air and people doing that same thing. And they're just spawning just as you're, they're about to come into view and you see them fall to the ground as yeah. they, you know, start to exist kind of thing. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's like, oh, this game's just a little slow to getting that stuff in there at times and that classic kind of open world thing where you're uh, running around uh, on the streets and vehicles aren't spawning near you mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. And you have to like turn your camera around and like, Oh, there's the vehicles uh, they weren't spawning in front of me. They were spawning behind me kind of thing. Although I haven't run into, I think it's insurance fraud is the mode that always uh, is like a popular side mode in these games. Mm. Uh, where you just run into intersections and try and get hit by vehicles in a way to rack up points, that kind of stuff that hasn't shown up just yet. But there's a lot of other stuff like running around to specific locales and taking pictures of monuments and such, uh, like dumpsters you can find collectibles in, which is more just a way to give you money. There's like weird drug pallets that show up in like threes and random places for collectibles. There's a lot of that kind of stuff in there. Uh, which when the bonus of just running onto people's vehicles and just riding on top is that they drive around all this stuff and add it to the map for me. So mm. that's been a nice perk of that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's 
it's a, a buggy game, kind of one that doesn't have a clear voice, especially for the the peaks of this series. I went and started up Saints Row the Third to be like, am I just remembering Saints Row the Third in you know with rose colored glasses or something? And I started up that opening mission, couple of missions there, and I was like, no, this is kind of a lot better than the way that this one's starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could just the shooting's a lot better. You know, you get a couple of shots in and most enemies are dead kind of thing. So that works out pretty well uh, for that stuff. And the writing's better. And yeah, the the nice thing is that with uh, Saints Row the Third and Saints Row 4 is that they were kind of more power fantasy games where eventually in Saints Row the Third, you just wouldn't take damage. You would have, you know, infinite ammo and that kind of stuff that would just add to the uh the craziness that is going on in that game and saints row 4 was similar in that regard as you just kind of were able to fly around uh, and all that kind of stuff in a very crackdown kind of manner uh and this is kind of starting off in a more grounded place mm-hmm. uh, but i don't know that it's going to get anywhere in that kind of realm because mm. uh, i'm I've heard the, the level cap is 20 and I'm already at 9 and I'm only like 5 or 6 hours in. Yeah. Grant, granted, I'm doing a lot of driving, so I'm doing a lot of the drifting and uh, driving on the, the wrong side of the road kind of stuff to get you extra XP out of it. But not that much. And what you get for leveling is like skills that unlock that are just like here's the ability to throw a grenade or a, a proximity mine that seems to barely do any damage to any enemies. Mm. And it's like, what is the point of a grenade if it's not going to at least destroy one enemy if it's nearby? Mm. If not, multiple, that kind of stuff. Uh, and those are limited use as you have to kill enemies and fill up these bars uh, to be able to use that stuff. Uh, so I've been Mostly just forgetting that that exists most of the time. Mm. Uh, and the other thing you get are these perks, which just add some bonus abilities or stat boosts. Like I have one, it's like, oh, you don't lose those. Uh, I think it's, oh, what is it? It's, it's the the currency for the for the, the meters you're filling up for the like grenade stuff. It's mm. like, oh, you don't lose this if you don't do anything for a while kind of thing. And like, oh, there's one that's like, if you're low on health, you get more powerful shooting uh, damage kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, but I managed to unlock one for the second tier of perks, but I haven't had anything unlocked on that. So I don't know if there's special challenges or something to that. Uh, but I do think there's going to be points in this game where I'm going to be buying businesses and such. As uh, I do have the like weird random currency generator. Thing that was in the at least the Saints Row the Third and Saints Row Four that kind of thing. You yeah. have to go in and tell like, "Hey, transfer that money to me," kind of thing. So I think there's going to be like some territory stuff at some point, but it's still kind of slowly unveiling stuff, and I've not been super eager to push the the main story stuff along. And I also had one weird bug where I started the I think the two missions you do for the the PMC where when I started those missions, my uh, Y axis for character movement was inverted mm-hmm. from the start of the mission. 
was fine any other time. So I had to like go into the options, like why is this? Why was this turned on when I started a mission? That didn't make any sense. There's like weird stuff like that. I think on the PS5 they have options for the uh, trigger effects that have been turned off because they just don't work. Mm. Uh, they're gonna fix them at some point. I don't know, but it's just a very buggy game for some reason. Uh, I assume that's because this game just was not ready for launch as much as Deep Silver would have wanted it to be. Uh, so I'm glad that I didn't spend 60 bucks on this game. Mm. I got it from Gamefly, so I can send it back whenever I'm, you know, l- lost any interest in the game, which I'm going to keep playing. There's still just enough interesting stuff going on that uh, I'm going to keep pushing, but there's there's just a lot of lack of polish and anything really that is grabbing me at this point, other than it's just like a mediocre open world game. Yeah. And I haven't played a newish open world game in a while. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a thing I'm going to keep jumping into here and there uh, for the, the next little bit. Uh, but for things I've been more excited to play, there's Arcade Paradise. Mm-hmm. Uh, a game that is about running uh, the laundromat that your parents owned mm-hmm. uh, called Kingwash. That's, uh, I don't know how the story works at all, but you're in like business school going for a business degree and your father's just like, ah, screw that college thing. You should just run the laundromat and learn business that way mm. uh, kind of thing. And so there's like a little back room, storage room that you have some arcade machines in there and you start realizing like, oh, these things are making more money than the laundromat does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe we should just focus on that. And that's what I'm working towards at this point. As uh, you get like chat messages and phone messages from your dad and uh, mm-hmm. you get chat messages from your sister who works in City Hall, mm-hmm. I guess for whoever approves like business, you know, uh, construction stuff. Uh, so she can, I'm sure, very illegally like run your request to make changes to the building uh, through uh, without any any oversight, I guess. Uh, for that stuff, so like your first big one is you, uh, I guess, break down one of the walls and have much bigger like arcade room mm-hmm. with all kind of fancy uh, carpeting and all that. That's like, oh, this looks really nice now. That makes the the laundromat itself look like a dump. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it kind of is because it's it's got like TVs on there that it just show like the test pattern stuff. Yeah, I'm surprised I can't just put like even like you know the facade that it's on, like a oh, it's the Price is Right or you know daytime talk show or something or, or whatever. Uh, but yeah, the you're kind of doing a lot of laundry initially. It's just people drop off their baskets full of stuff and you just throw it into the the washer and then uh three minutes go by and you push it into the the dryer uh but for that the minutes are uh the seconds count as minutes so it's like a six hour process instead of a hour process for a typical cycle of clothes and also i've never known of a laundromat where there's you just give your clothes to the worker and they do all the work Usually it's just, ah, uh, you gotta just hang around and watch your stuff. Make sure nobody steals it or anything. Yeah. Uh, 
So that's kind of a, a weird thing. But yeah, the point where I'm at is kind of where uh, it's going to be at for a little while where you come in every day and there is like a three daily challenges your dad gives you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll maybe be tied to, you know, accomplishing some goals in an arcade game mm-hmm. or in the business side with the laundromat. I had one that I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to. And it's like, I don't do any laundromat stuff today. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's weird. Uh, so I messed it up because I was already just doing everything like I was normally thinking before I checked. Uh, so that's, but you get British pounds out of that because your dad is just vacationing in Europe, I guess, in the UK. Uh, for some reason, he refuses to convert it. So he forces you to take it in this form so that you have to spend it on their fake e-buy mm-hmm. uh, site that just has like upgrades that are like functional gameplay upgrades. Mm-hmm. Like the initial ones you can probably get is like, oh, here's like a zoom. So you can look around a little more for trash or whatever you need to pick up kind of stuff. And there's one for a sprint because it's shoes that let you sprint now so you can get around faster. Mm. But you can eventually get stuff like, oh, you can now carry twice as much trash before you have to take it to the dumpster. And it's like, oh, you get you still get the same amount of money. It's just you don't have to run out as much uh, collecting that stuff or time goes slower so that you can have more time to play the games or catch up on stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, some actual functional gameplay stuff that I'm looking forward to get to. And of course the most expensive one happens to be the one. So you have like a, a fancy nineties watch mm-hmm. on that like alerts you whenever uh, a wash washer timer or dryer timer has ended. Mm-hmm. And you have to spend like 700 pounds on a watch that doesn't have that. Mm. So it doesn't ding you whenever that happens, which I find funny and also annoying. Because mm. it's like, I'm already keeping up on this stuff pretty well. I don't need to be notified whenever this is happening as I'm doing it kind of thing. But it's like one of the most mm. expensive upgrades. Yeah. And another one's like a, a car so you can be open later and come in earlier kind of thing. Because... Like at two o'clock, uh, two a.m., they just literally do not let you do anything. Mm-hmm. So, if, so some asshole shows up at like nine o'clock with a a load of clothes. Mm. You can't just you need a way to just tell them to go fuck off. This isn't going to get done anytime soon. Mm. Uh, kind of thing. I think at like eleven o'clock, nobody else is allowed into the into the laundromat, so you can be sure to go check all the hoppers for change to put in your safe and the safe is weird because it's a random like safe combination each time mm-hmm. so it's like a weird notion of like your dad bought a safe that you have to hack every single time mm. uh, a lot of weird stuff to this game but uh, it's a really fun kind of management sim uh, especially with the caveat that you get to play some arcade games yeah uh, that have some goals to them and I guess if you do more of the goals, it makes the machine more popular and more likely to make more money. Mm-hmm. And like one of the the first ones you get is a it's a version of Pac-Man, but it's got GTA aesthetics to it. Yeah. So you're driving a car around collecting money instead of pellets kind of thing. And then the, the power pellet is turns your vehicle into a tank so you can run over the cop cars. Uh, but if you run into a cop car uh, when you're not a tank, Mm. Uh, you get knocked out of it. And you can kind of shoot uh, like music at them, 
that turns them docile for a while until you try to run back to another car. So mm. that's kind of how the lives mechanic works, which is like, ah, shit, you got to run away from the cops until you get a new car. And it's like, oh, that's a fun little change up there. You know, you get other ones that are like little puzzle machines, uh, some dual stick shooters, that kind of stuff. Uh, some fun little spins on arcade stuff you would expect. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a game people should definitely check out. It's on everything, I believe, 20 bucks. Definitely worth checking out. And the other game I've been playing is Rocket League. Just season's over in another week or so, so I'm looking forward to the new season. I've still just been playing a bunch of that. Mm. Uh, when I got, you know, five or ten minutes to spare for a match. So that's been pretty much it for me. So how about you, Brandon? Well, um, much like last week, my uh, gaming has been completely taken up with Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, I have, amongst other things, I have uh, managed to take the uh, the business aspect and basically finish it, more or less. I got it to be the number one company in Yokohama. So, you know, that's that's sort of, you know, put aside. And, you know, the best part about, about managing that is that it gets you a crap ton of cash. So, you know, I got that. Um, um, you know, I'm still discovering new stuff in this game because there's so many, like, different minigames and secrets and stuff that this game hides. Um, since I finished the business part, I managed to go over and start up the car- the kart racing stuff, which is actually a lot of fun. Um it's a pretty like decent like cart racer on its own with some equally wacky characters because you know it's a yakuza game, but just in this case, it actually is like a yakuza. You know, it, it kind of makes sense because you know Ichiban's a pretty wacky character himself. Um, but like story wise, I've actually gotten out of Ichinsho and we're now in Osaka. Um, which it kind of what makes this game neat is the fact that unlike a lot of other um, of the past Yakuza games, you've actually got like three entire like cityscapes you can actually explore. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's still a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm also like trying to get all the relationship the relationship with the other characters, get their stats up because they get. Um, you know, it, they get, like, really uh, strong, like, dual ability attacks. And also because the boss I'm up against now is one of the strongest I've met up to this point. And he's also, like, one of the veteran characters of the Yakuza series. So, um, yeah. But uh, that's what I've been playing. So, Dan Ram, what about you? Not a whole lot this week because I had a lot of work. Um, plus, I was uh, trying to catch up on a lot of the... Uh... Uh, gaming events that we had every week, which we'll talk about later. Um, mm-hmm. I just got back from Denver today, and I beat two more chapters in Live Alive. Uh, we talked about it last. I finished the um, the Western chapter, the Wild West, and then today I got through with the uh, Distant Future. Um, both of these were available, or not? No, no sorry. Uh, only the the, the um, Distant Future was available in the demo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll talk about that one in a little bit. Um, the Wild West was a really cool chapter. Um, it was also really really short. Yeah. So, um, I talked about you know uh, just having to um, fight from a distance, but this one was was actually pretty cool because um, you had to prep for like you know uh, like a gang coming to town, and uh, I'm not sure if what I was doing was was time based or or action based as far as like 
uh, getting the townsfolk ready to, 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 prep, to prep us, but uh, it, it all went by rather quick. Like I, I don't even think this was this was this was even a two-hour chapter. So yeah, mm. that was pretty cool. Um, and then as for the distant future, this one was was in the demo, and unfortunately, this was like my first uh, foray into Live Alive when I tried to when I tried to demo out. Like mm-hmm. uh, for those that are unaware. Um, Every chapter plays different, and with this one, they, all you do is walk around and talk. Um, yeah, so you're you're a robot in a spaceship. Mm-hmm. The well, they say it's ru- ru- it's rock around and talk. Actually, what ends up happening is that it basically turns into like a survival horror thing. Yeah, it it, it tries it tries it, it's best to do that because there were uh, there were times in the game where they tried to sort of go into first person, like they the. Um, the, the HD 2D really plays tricks on you with this one as far as like um, cutscenes, but as far as the actual gameplay, you just go from point A to point B, doing nothing but following where the orange flag is. So if there if there was ever a point where you thought you were stuck, all you got to do is go from go go to the orange flag and you're unstuck. Like the the, the story continues, and uh, so on. Um, quick myself, there is there, there is some fighting in there, and then and that that's the last boss, and it turns out your robot is super duper powerful. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, it, 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 and like, not only did it did it feel like sort of a survival horror, but it, it sort of had had like this uh, who done it um, kind of storytelling. Uh, yeah, style uh, here, and uh, I really enjoyed that. But you know, it's 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 not for the faint of heart if you're someone who doesn't like a bunch of text and RPGs, uh, which mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm not that. I, I I like a good mix, and so far, like this one definitely provided me uh, with a good mix. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing how this particular part of the story moves forward. But yeah, um, moving forward now, I just have the um, uh, the one with Akira, and then the one with uh, and the one in um, in Japan. So, mm-hmm. and then the one in Japan was actually in, in a demo also, and that that was super hard from what I remember. So I'm doing that last. Um, but yeah, that's that's been about it, and um, a lot of stuff coming for, uh, coming out in the next few weeks. So it's it's good to have this now. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, let's get to some news for the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some dates here. First up, there is going to be a Kickstarter or a double Kickstarter campaign happening on August 29th, uh, tomorrow, Monday. Mm-hmm. That will be featuring spiritual successors to two uh, cult favorites uh, series. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is Wild Bunch Productions, uh, founded by the core team that created Wild Arms, mm-hmm. making a game called Armed Fantasia to the End of the Wilderness. Mm. That's supposed to be a spiritual successor to Wild Arms. Mm-hmm. And there is Yuki Kaze, uh, a studio founded by the core team that created the Shadow Hearts games, mm-hmm. uh, announcing they are working on Penny Blood, a sort of spiritual successor to that. Yep. Uh, Shadow Hearts series. This will be a double Kickstarter campaign that will fund both, I guess. Yeah. Uh, a mutual funding goal of $750,000 that will secure a PC release for each game. Mm-hmm. Uh, while a nearby stretch goal will secure ports to the PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and the Switch or whatever the newest hardware is mm. whenever these get finished. Uh, they also have. Early bird combo pledge levels that will allow early backers to pledge for both games at a discounted price. So, yeah, it's an interesting strategy, especially for series that uh, were fairly popular enough to get, mm-hmm. you know, 
uh, a few games for each of them made. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're kind of teaming up together to fund both their their new games mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Um, I remember playing, you know, the Shadow Hearts games back in the day. And, uh, I mean, they, they definitely were, like, among some of the better uh, JRPGs you could get for the PS2. The problem was that they kind of got overshadowed by uh, the really popular JRPGs that came out, specifically Final Fantasy X. Uh, Shadow Hearts had the misfortune of coming out pretty much like a day or two before Final Fantasy X did. So it pretty much just, you know, it just got completely swallowed up. Um, but, uh, and, you know, they tried two more times to, like, get the series off the ground again. You know, they got a sequel, and then they got uh, Shadow Hearts from the New World, which was kind of, like, supposed to start a new story arc and everything. But it just, for whatever reason, the games just never managed to really get out of their sort of niche following. And it just kind of sank the whole series, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that one definitely was one of those... There was a sort of hardcore niche of people that loved them and praised them and all that. It just never got over the hump. Yeah. Well, part of the reason they got, they were so, they were so pop, they had such a very strong cult following is because the gate, how unlike basically all the other JRPGs that, that existed at that time that they were, because uh, Shadow Hearts does not take place in like some sort of uh, far future or some fantasy world. It takes place in like a sort of early 20th century alternate timeline and like where like you'll run into people like uh, Anastasia Romanoff, Al Capone, uh, Matahari and just a bunch of other weird stuff. It's really cool. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, though, the games just never really took off. So also it was really like well liked for its uh, unique battle system which made it really stand out at the time, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if uh, either or both those games interest you, uh, keep an eye on that Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. It'll be going up tomorrow, August 29th. So yeah, check that out. Yeah. And yeah, also happening this week, uh, the talked about uh, a while ago that Sifu's devs were kind of talking about having uh, sort of up, big updates every few months. They had a spring update that added some new difficulty stuff to it, and now they got the the summer update they've announced will be hitting August 31st. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're adding some new gameplay modifiers. Uh, these uh, add in with the new scoring system that allow you to kind of push your abilities and skills to the absolute limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of give the uh, a chance for making things a little bit tougher if you need that or kind of fine tune it to the way that you want it to work Mm -hmm. uh, as well as some new outfits to unlock Mm -hmm. uh, through the game. So yeah, that'll be happening uh, later this week on the 31st. I think it's Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, there you go. Uh, Yeah. New update for Sifu. That's Mm -hmm. new stuff to the game. So yeah, that's looking uh, pretty nice, and yeah, this week will be a a busy one for releases because there's the uh, TMNT collection that's on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. 
uh, August 30th, there is the, uh, what else is there? There is, uh, forgetting what the other stuff is. There's a few other games that are coming out this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, especially some stuff that I really liked a lot last year. I'm trying to think what it is. Come back to another time. But yeah, there's some, some big stuff happening here this week and next as well. So, mm. is it Last of Us coming up on Friday also? Uh, yeah, Friday, The Last of Us Part One. We'll talk a little bit more about that here later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inscription yeah. is also out here on Tuesday for the PS5 and PS4. Yeah, uh, for people to check out. So, yeah, yeah. saw it this week, but yeah, like um, with, uh, getting back to Sifu, like there is no better time to get back into it than now. I mean, obviously, yeah, there's, it's it's a credit release week, but you know, this game is also available physically. And yeah, they've continued to make all these like great improvements. They've, they've even addressed accessibility to a certain extent. So yeah, like it's 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 been far and away my game of the year so far, and I'm looking forward to just uh, hopefully getting back to it. Yep. Uh, let's see. For new dates we have here, there is oh yeah the the next Obsidian game, Pentiment, uh, finally has a release date of November fifteenth. Uh, that'll be on all the Xboxes and PC. Mm. Uh, it'll also be on Game Pass as well. I think it's like a $20 game mm. if you want to buy it outright. Uh, so that is kind of their, their weird whole like uh, narrative adventure game set in, let's see, 16th century Upper Bavaria at the time mm. of the Holy Roman Empire. Yeah. Uh, so you're kind of an artist who gets caught up in a bunch of murders that mm-hmm. you're just deciding to uh, try to deal with and talk to people, all that kind of stuff, uh, as you're kind of looking into it, listening to some people talk about uh, a little bit of preview that happened earlier this week, and like talking about how the different classes of people have different like text styles in their dialogue. Uh, there's like printing press people that's their text apparently shows up backwards before it flips around. Uh, so the way that text is printed on newspaper and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, a lot of little like text effects there that you can also have options, just make it normal text and not have to deal with that stuff. But that seems mm. pretty neat. neat. Uh, so yeah, there you go. You get a, a dialogue heavy obsidian game that is not an RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, November fifteenth, you can fill up your God of War Ragnarok with uh, some Pentiment mm. for a big whiplash of styles there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, also happening that week, the Dark Pictures anthology, The Devil and Me, the the last of the current like chapter of those games will be out on November eighteenth for all the PlayStation's, Xboxes, and PC. Mm. Uh, and that's the uh, the game that's kind of taken a lot of inspiration from, like, Saw, the Saw mm. movies kind of thing. Uh, with a killer that's uh, taken over a hotel of sorts, mm. uh, putting a lot of, like, torture puzzles and such, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it sounds like a... A neat way to end this sort of chapter of the Dark Pictures anthology. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. That'll be out November 18th. Uh, let's see. 
Oh yeah, also happening here uh, in the, uh, this will be early 2023, PlayStation VR 2 is supposed to be out. Mm-hmm. As a number of Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts for PlayStation have been just posting uh, tweets for PSVR 2 saying coming early 2023. Mm-hmm. Kind of very bare bones kind of messaging, but uh, people have been wondering sort of a, a release time frame, and so yeah. There you go. That'll be out sometime in the first few months of next year, mm-hmm. which is still not that far away. It's yeah. maybe six months or so from now, mm. uh, which is pretty soon. But uh, we do know that I think Resident Evil Village's VR stuff will be getting shown off at TGS here mm-hmm. uh, when that happens here in the next week or two, I think, as yeah. uh, a lot of the Japanese companies have been talking about what they're showing there. So. Mm. That'll be interesting to see more information on that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the timing for this announcement was a little bit weird, uh, also considering the fact that Sony had something to announce at Gamescom. But um, they've traditionally haven't used, you know, events like Gamescom to go ahead and talk about stuff like this. In fact, they've been talking more to, like, mainstream magazines like Wired and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, I'm definitely looking forward to PSVR 2. Uh, I didn't play much of the original one just due to a lack of space. Hopefully this one has uh, solutions for that. But yeah, uh, the lineup is definitely going to be interesting. And Resident Evil looks like a good one. Yep. Uh, yeah, let's see. There wasn't enough announced for delays this week to warrant a another section for that stuff. Uh, but we did get a chance here to see uh, Flashback 2 got delayed to next year. Yeah. Uh, that was one of those announcements at... I think it might have been uh, the uh, Summer Games Fest uh, that got shown off. That's That was going to be happening winter 2022, but now they just said it's going to be in 2023, which, yeah, for that kind of game, uh, take the time you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's just a a less uh, less of a you know quarter kind of uh, time frame versus a year. But, yeah, if they're going to make a big statement with a flashback to, you know, they're going to have to do it right. Make it as good as possible. So, yeah, there you go on that. And that's it for, like, date stuff, at least until we get to the the opening night live. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, we did get a, a weird announcement that uh, Nipponichi Software announced Disgaea 7. Uh, and it's coming to PS5, PS4, and Switch. In Japan, it'll be out in January. I mentioned maybe uh, a little bit later in uh, the West. But yeah, they've finally got that one announced pretty shortly after 6. Uh, finished up releasing here in PlayStation and PC yeah. uh, just a few months ago. But I guess the, the releases of the the games in the, the past have been... A little more staggered than you would expect, but they're kind of back to not be uh, Switch exclusive, it seems. So that probably benefits the game. Uh, Because Disgaea 6 kind of just had a a weird chibi art style that maybe didn't work super well on the Switch. It didn't. Honestly, I, I reviewed the game. It didn't really work for the game anyway, because it was... But for whatever reason, the freaking 
you know, just uh, somehow they that was that was their first game where they had totally like transferred over to full 3D graphics, and somehow the polygonal character assets seemed even less expressive than they were, you know, for the original pixel ones. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, honest, honestly, that the Disguise Six wasn't very. It just wasn't. Yeah, this one seems to. Uh, some of the screenshots seem to show some of that same kind of chibi art style, but maybe this one's a bit better done. I'm hoping maybe they put a bit more effort into the character assets. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, this game's basically dead on arrival. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that makes me a little suspect. I mean, like, not only just does Brandon mention, like, 6 wasn't even that great, but um, 7 was sort of announced out of nowhere. No one expected it. And not only that, there doesn't seem to be much attention given it to it either. And we can't tell you if it deserves it just based on, you know, the way the past game was. And these screenshots don't really do much for... I mean, if you want, if you want to call these screenshots, they, they don't really do it much justice so yeah i mean hopefully it's not dead on arrival but i can't say that i'm excited for this one at all yeah it seems like uh they hopefully listen to a lot of the feedback on that game and hopefully make this one a, a much better one because yeah this it seemed like a, a a big misstep to kind of focus more on like a, a 3d art style and a chibi one that just didn't even fit with the the art style has been for the other the other games in the series. Uh, this one seems like I don't know. I don't. Yeah, there's 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 a lot of screenshots here. I'm not sure if what's like in game, what's battle screenshots or what. There's a lot of art that looks nice, but yeah, it might be. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm kind of waiting on more gameplay information on that. So, but uh, yeah, let's move over to The Last of Us Part One, which is out. On Friday, uh, one of Sony's bigger releases for the year, and they have announced all of their accessibility settings uh, features for the game. It includes a, a lot of stuff that was in uh, the Last of Us Part Two. Uh, a lot of good stuff there. Difficulty options, toggle and hold options, lots of assistance stuff for visual and gameplay stuff. Uh, there's one that they mention at the beginning of the article here. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Another which started as a prototype but ended up being really successful during playtesting is a feature that plays dialogue through the PS5 DualSense controller's haptic feedback. That way, a deaf player can feel the way a line is delivered, can feel the emphasis along with the subtitles to give some sense of how that line is delivered, which is like a use of the uh, the haptic feedback on the controller that I don't think I've seen anything do, and that's and that use definitely seems like a, a very interesting use case for people with hearing issues that are deaf or whatever to be able to potentially better feel the emphasis of dialogue. I'm curious to see how that how that comes off in the in the wild, but they've definitely had a big focus on accessibility with this game, as I've heard uh, the the director for. This port kind of came from an accessibility background. Uh, so that's definitely helped to make this a very impressive sort of project for them. Yeah. Um, 
Now, is it going to be like work? Is it going to be like enough that's like, okay, is this going to be worth buying and playing this game again? I still don't know. Yeah, but uh, this will be uh, an interesting release to see. And uh, especially as uh, accessibility becomes more of a thing that uh, people are excited about and useful for people to be able to check out these they want. So, yeah, uh, definitely worth people checking out at some point, whether it's on sale or at launch, or especially if they haven't played the game. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we've, we've talked about it before. I mean, uh, The Last of Us is a game that, you know, uh, looked awesome coming out, of, coming out at the end of the PS3's lifespan, and then The Last of Us Remastered looked, you know, even better than that, and then all of a sudden you have The Last of Us Part Two just um, blow them all out of the water. So having Last of Us Part One look even better than that is definitely, you know, um, definitely an interesting selling point, but like Brandon said, if you played it already, it's like, who cares? Like these games never needed to be remade. They're good the way they are. And they haven't even really aged. Even if you go back to PS3, like a lot of people will say that um, the PS3 is like sort of dirtier looked, uh, looked better. Um, that being said, you know, I, I love the last of us. I would not mind uh, delving back into this. Um, as far as the accessibility features go, you know, um, I'm, I'm able so I, I wouldn't be able to say much, but like the main thing that I'm looking for, uh, for this game, um, probably you know would be obvious if you me is I'm I'm looking for a better trophy list because the original game had a pretty crappy one as far as like you know uh, being a good use of anybody's time. And um, I remember The Last of Us Part Two's accessibility features actually being a boon for it. Um, there are times in the game where you had to look for specific you know um, collectibles, and uh, the accessibility features actually made it a whole lot easier to do that. And the game didn't. Um, uh, punish you for any of that so uh, you know uh, hopefully that you know learns from that and we can go from there and as far as it's uh, 70 dollar price tag goes you know it's uh playstation has done a good job with like sales uh over the years so i wouldn't be surprised if this one went down to like you know 40 60 come black friday but you know i digress on that uh the main thing though is um yeah, I'm I'm still looking forward to it and you know with the with the Last of Us TV show being sort of unveiled last week, uh there is some excitement to have to be had over the series. Um and I guess my main wonder is, you know, if you're someone who's new to the series, um I wonder like how quickly we'd get The Last of Us Part 2 on PS5 because the one thing that I would say new fans are being robbed of, it's the fact that the Last of Us Part Two visually blew remastered out of the water, and you know I don't think you can get much better um, with The Last of Us Two on, on the PS Five, and you know that that, that that's a conversation we'll have like way down the line, but like that would be my concern as a new fan of the series for those people. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get to uh, some more news here before we get to Gamescom's opening night live. Uh, here we've got the developer of an indie game coming up called A Space for the Unbound that has indefinitely delayed the game following their contract termination with its publisher, P-Cube Games. And that's P-Q-U-B-E uh, for the name. Uh, this is because they have uh, believed that the publisher has kind of exploited... 
Uh, both of the studios working on this are Indonesian developers, uh, Toge Productions and Mojikin Studio, that, uh, as they say here, at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, in August 2020, PQ Games used our position in Heritage as developers from Indonesia to obtain a diversity fund from a well-known console platform. Uh, however, instead of giving those funds to the developers, as the grant was intended, PQ Games intentionally withheld information about the game, about the grant and used it as a leverage for their own commercial gain. Uh, rather than paying the grant money to us, PQ Games hid the facts about the grant's award and added it as a recoupable minimum guarantee, then used it to negotiate the increase of their revenue share. And yeah, let's see here uh, in, in their joint P, uh, PR statement. The devs say that PQ Games is refusing to grant them control over console publishing again. And so a space for the unbounds delay comes from the team's desire to make new arrangements and ensure that it is published as intended in a way that is consistent with our, with our and our community's values. So PQ is kind of just not granting them the release from their contract and uh, with their dispute here and just kind of being uh, very uh, annoying to them very kind of aggro. And let's see, according to P-Cube, whose PR team responded, let's see, that the publisher has honored all obligations of our publishing agreement, have supported Tokyo Productions every stage of product development throughout their delays and difficulties. The support has included offering significant further funding over and above grant funding to support development, porting, and marketing Toge Productions have sought for some time to unilaterally enforce unreasonable revised terms to our agreement. And it is disappointing that as a result of not achieving that, and despite PQ's significant efforts to accommodate this, they have sought to deal with the matter in this way. We respond through the appropriate channels. And so, yeah, this puts the, the devs in an unfortunate place where they kind of want to uh, change publishers and find a publisher that better fits the values that they thought they had together, especially if they're using, you know, the uh, the uh, uh, the location of the devs, the the heritage that their uh, developers have to obtain diversity funds and such, and kind of just yeah run into this whole shitty situation where they mm-hmm. use the the heritage of the developers to get extra money and then not really give it to the devs like they're supposed to. Yeah, they basically just, they pulled the, look, we've got a black friend card. Literally, that's, and then tried to use it to get money and then turned around and did not give a single bit of it to the actual developers. It's... Yeah. And I've heard from indie devs about the various, like, indie publishers not exactly being uh, as friendly, like, in terms of the, the terms that they work with uh, like the, the revenue sharing and all that kind of stuff tends to not be super great. If you're going for the publishing uh, of your game with some of these companies. So yeah, definitely. It's, it's not a huge surprise that others would even go through this kind of uh, route for that stuff. So yeah, hopefully the, the devs have, uh, have some luck in working their way out of this, this bad contract and getting to 
somebody that will be much better fit for them. But yeah, this sounds like just a, a terrible, terrible situation to be in for these devs. So yeah, let's uh, let's get to our next story here. Uh, Sony has become the first of the uh, platform holders to increase their price in yes. select markets for the PS5. Yeah. Uh, these seem to be in areas where the currency has not done very well for most of this year. Yeah. Uh, it's had some big drops compared to you know, where the a lot of these are produced and the U.S. Yeah. is like their... Probably their main hub, U.S. and North America. Uh, yeah. Main hub of sales. Yeah. Uh, where our currency hasn't dropped as much as others have. Yeah, but apparently Canada is one of the countries that's actually getting this price hike. Yeah, I think that price hike is like a 20 Canadian dollar price hike, so they're getting doing a little bit better than others are. Yeah. I think Europe is 50 euros. Mm-hmm. UK may be around that as well. Mm-hmm. Japan's also got a a big increase here. China, Australia, Mexico, and Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the US and, I guess, France, Germany, and uh, no, Europe would count in that. Uh, I'm trying to think who else would not be counting. Probably other Asian countries not mentioned there. Yeah. But yeah, a number of these places are getting some increases, and I don't think these are taking place until maybe september 15th somewhere around there yeah okay japan's is september 15th the others might be more immediate Mm -hmm. yeah the others are effective immediately so i was gonna say uh it's a good chance to go and grab one now but i guess in the other places uh kind of already run into that so i guess yeah if you're in the middle east africa uh, other countries in asia pacific Mm -hmm. Uh, Latin America, uh, you're getting a lucky break here. Yeah. But yeah, Microsoft and Nintendo have put out an initial statements saying they don't have plans to increase right now, mm-hmm. which could change in the future. Uh, or if you're Nintendo, you just put out that OLED model that's more expensive than the others. Mm-hmm. You're like, what price increase? We just yeah. did that by making a slightly better model. Yeah. Um, you know, it, uh, and I'm sitting here still without a PS5 and well <laughs> yeah though the PlayStation Direct store has been having them available pretty regularly of late yeah so you could get one through them fairly easily yeah double checking right now on that mm. Yeah, I mean they're they're primarily on the days in which they actually do have them up, which are fairly random. To be fair, yeah, they're out of stock right now. So, yeah. um, I mean the main thing is though, like you know, as to what Chris was saying, like if you have the means to get one, um, at this point, like, uh, it's not as hard as it was like you know a year or two ago. Um, but yeah, uh, that being said, going back to like you know the the subject at large, um. It makes it sort of a better deal now, right? I mean, if you're getting one on PS Direct versus, like, you know, living in one of these countries that you know that were forced to increase them, it's 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 a it's, it's a good decision, I guess. Like prior to this, I would have just said, "Hey, just wait for the PS5 Slim." But since we seem to have no end in sight as far as the uh, chip shortage, it's just hard to say. Mm. Yeah, 
but yeah, from what I can see, the uh, the PS5 Horizon Forbidden West bundle for the disc version is available right now. Five forty nine. Mm. So you can get that game with it. Uh, for a I do find it weird that like it's it's always that one available. I mean, like, are people just avoiding Horizon? I have no idea. Or maybe they just find it hard to resell with a game packed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. But uh, yeah, that's uh, some unfortunate news for people that don't have the disposable income. Just buy them whenever they get a chance to. Mm. Uh, especially for you know some of these areas where. Uh, things have been rough of late, uh, especially in like the UK, where they have uh, a very bad kind of uh, living crisis. Like uh, cost of housing and all that has gone way up of late. Mm-hmm. No, no uh, small part in it's with the Tories in charge and the whole shit show that's going on there with mm-hmm. their prime minister and all that. Yep, mishandling everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, we do wish people the best on getting a PS5 if they're still wanting one. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you can find some good deals there. Ways I to make am that cheaper. found and determined to get one before this year. So yeah. if, I have to, if I have to rob a, a, like a Walmart or something, I will get one. Yeah. Well, at least you, you, you chose a company worth robbing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just uh, start working at a GameStop. I'm sure you I've already it. done that. I would prefer not to have to repeat it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's start getting to some of this Gamescom news. Uh, first up, they announced that the Game Awards will be happening on December 8th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be fun to see. I think they've announced one new award for this year, which is a Best adapt- Adaptation category mm-hmm. for games getting ad- adapted into other other media, such as movies, shows, uh, podcasts, novels, and comic books. Mm-hmm. So maybe Sonic wins an award this year. Maybe. We'll have to see. But uh, yeah, there is... That's the, the first one here. We'll not go into everything here, because there's a lot of stuff here that's just like uh, minor things, but we'll do do some highlights here. Uh, but yeah, the the way they started is with the... A new game from Leslie Benzie's new studio. Uh, mm-hmm. If you don't know that name, he was a big figure at Rockstar uh, North, uh, the GTA studio. That was sort of their fixer of sorts. Mm-hmm. The guy they called in when some aspect of the game wasn't coming together well. There's like leaked emails showing them saying like, just give me the Benzies mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing. And, uh, this is his new game called Everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be out next year for at least people to be able to play it. Uh, no platforms announced. It is it's like, what if uh, Fortnite and GTA Online were a you know metaverse product? Mm-hmm. I don't have any guarantees. This doesn't have any like NFT or blockchain elements to it. So uh, we'll have to see. Uh, but that trailer is very much uh, like pie in the sky kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, when they show that off, especially when all you saw at first was just concept art. Yeah. For it, but that's very much like a 
a weird game. I don't know if it's what it's going to be when it comes out, but we'll have to see mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. Uh, let's see. Next big thing got announced. Uh, PlayStation had a quick teaser of the DualSense Edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, their version of the Xbox Elite controller. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a higher-end controller. They don't have haven't announced any prices or dates for this thing, but they do, you know, uh, highlight a lot of the the same kind of features with the ultra customizable controls. Like there's two buttons on the back, two uh, extra buttons that you can remap to any button on the controller to move things like the R3 and L3 buttons to that or whatever works for the games uh, you're playing. They do allow you to save multiple control profiles. Uh, Let's see. They do have a user interface for the controller itself as they have on the, the very bottom like two function buttons as they call them mm-hmm. the FN buttons that allow you to adjust your setup while staying focused on the in-game app sh- action so that allows you to quickly swap between control profiles, adjust game volume, chat balance, mm-hmm. access the controller profile settings menu to set up and test new control iterations while in game mm-hmm. uh, they do have changeable stick caps and back buttons uh, so you can change those out to whatever might fit yourself, fit your fingers better. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as the uh, analog stick modules being completely replaceable, mm-hmm. which I don't think the Elite controllers allow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just the the caps and maybe having like longer sticks or whatever mm-hmm. for them. But uh, it also has all the same features of the DualSense. Uh, the haptic feedback, the adaptive triggers, microphone motion controls, and all that stuff. Uh, let's see, it also comes with a USB Type-C braided cable, just so it's a little bit more of a stronger cable. It includes a carrying case, uh, which keeps all your components and the controller together and organized. Mm-hmm. It allows you to charge the controller by a USB connection while it's stored in the case as well. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a Bluetooth head uh, phones kind of stuff. Uh, so that's kind of neat they're, they're doing this. Uh, highly depends on the price. Oh, goodness, yes. If it's anywhere close to the Elite controller prices, and it's like, nope. Mm. Like I saw one of the Elite controllers is on sale for like $155. I'm like, that's not a sale price. That's still $150. Mm-hmm. <laughs> $25 bucks off is nothing. Yeah, like this is something I want, but don't know if I really need in fact i don't need it at all i mean like i have one ps5 controller of every color and i still only use my white ones so uh yeah just a, another way to use my money but this is definitely cool for those that actually find a use for it yeah mm. yeah so there you go uh, they say they'll have more information in the near future so we'll have to see that uh let's see here oh yeah they announced a sequel to the lord's or Lord of the Fallen, mm-hmm. called The Lords of the Fallen, uh, <laughs> from CI Games and developer Hexwork. Yeah. Lord of the Fallen was like one of the first big Souls likes to yeah. come out. Yeah, uh, it was fairly decent for what it was. Yeah, um, but yeah, this one looks much more full featured and a really nice style to it. Mm. Also, they. The trailer had Mother by Danzig playing throughout it. 
Uh, of course. <laughs> which was like one of those, like, oh my god. Uh-huh. And that was one of the content ID hits we got on the video, but mm. nothing really too big. But yeah, this looks looks pretty neat. I think it's supposed to be out next year at some point. Only on the new consoles and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's a there's one to check out. Uh, let's see what else happened here. They announced a moving out too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, fairly popular first game uh, was kind of like a uh, one of those kind of co-op games in the vein of like a an overcooked kind of thing. But instead of you know being locked into a kitchen cooking stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you're moving stuff uh, yep. from. You know, building to maybe vehicle, back to another building or whatever. As you're part of a group called Furniture Arrangement and Relocation Technicians. Farts. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the moving out too, we'll see the addition of online co-op, cross-play enabled gameplay mm-hmm. for the series, uh, as well as more... Uh, more levels, unlockable characters, and all that kind of stuff. 50 new mm. levels and challenges. So that seems like a cool thing. And if you have not played the first one, mm. uh, I believe it's on at least PlayStation Plus Extra, mm. uh, if not Game Pass as well. So that might be one to check out there with kids and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. They showed gameplay of Hogwarts Legacy, which sure looked like what you would expect out of that mm-hmm. story stuff seemed okay, but that'll be out mm. February 10th. Yep. Uh, let's see. We got our first footage of new tales from the borderlands mm-hmm. that is on everything. Yep. Uh, and Randy Pitcher had to acknowledge the leak that happened last week for the dates. That's October 21st. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, we got to see some of that and yeah, that looks like a follow-up to the original, just all new characters and all that. Mm-hmm. As another group of losers tries to find uh, the vault, yeah, to save the world from the bad guys or whatever, mm-hmm. and maybe get themselves a fortune, yeah. And that's all being made in house at their new uh, Gearbox Montreal team that I think mm-hmm. has some some Telltale people in there mm-hmm. from the original game, yeah. I think people have been trying to figure out who the hell that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there you go for that. Uh, there is, let's see, Destiny 2 Lightfall, the new big expansion for Destiny 2, mm-hmm. which adds grapple hooks to yep. it. What you would expect out of a new Destiny game. Mm-hmm. Grappling hooks, so... Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh they had a whole big event before opening night live talking about this thing. Like one of the big things like, Oh, we're not going to sunset any more expansions. So mm-hmm. Please stop complaining. They're bringing some back, some other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that expansion will be hitting February 28th, 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. Something to do early next year. Then uh, let's see Sonic frontiers. We got some story stuff as well. Some more gameplay to look at. Mm-hmm. As Amy shows up, I guess somehow, and then you get to see a bit of the the bad guy and uh, the bad guy controlling mm-hmm. these big like Titan creatures that Sonic is trying to take down at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got a date 
November 8th. They got accidentally leaked like a few hours before the show. Uh, so that'll be going toe-to-toe with God of War Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as everybody expected. Yeah. Yeah, that is a rough release date. And I mean, you know, um, being in game development and like marketing, like, yeah. Um, other, I mean, the release of other titles are rarely ever like actually affects anything unless like they usually say so. Um, and the main thing here is that the one thing working for Sonic is that the IP is probably worth more than it has been in a long time, thanks to the movie. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's, that's not a game. Uh, yeah. The game has they they haven't had a good game since um, what's it called Mania. And mm-hmm. that being said, um, you know, even the past compilations haven't been good. But you know, the of course they they did the port for Colors, which was a great game. So. You know, at the same time, people are going to buy the IP regardless. The main thing, though, is that, you know, Sonic Frontiers looks to be like a really significant open world adventure. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of people are going to buy God of War. A lot of people are going to buy Pokemon the week after. Um, mm-hmm. These are going to be huge games, too. And um, we can almost guarantee that, that God of War and Pokemon out while Sonic would probably be, you know, I'm not I'm not saying it's not, but you know, the polish level hasn't been there in a very long time, especially ever since Sonic entered the 3D era. And like mm-hmm. this release date to me, like just reeks of uh fiscal year bullshit. Um yeah. yeah, we gotta get this out at the end of 2022, blah blah blah. But you know, um the Sonic and the, the Sonic fan enemy hope hopes it's good. Like the the preview builds that I've seen, like other um, other publications write about, as well as like the, the trailers look awesome. Um, mm-hmm. and as weird as the fighting looks, it, it looks cool to me. So I can't wait to get my hands on it. But I am afraid it'll suffer, like you know, the Horizon Zero Dawn treatment. You know that game was great, and then Zelda came out, and we we then we forgot all about it. So yeah, yeah so we'll see. Um, this is definitely not a game that I would recommend at full price with what's coming out that same month. But, you know, um, people are going to buy it. As for whether or not it's going to be good, you know, we'll just mm-hmm. have to see there. But, um, yeah, it, it just reeks of, you know, this, this game should have been delayed. It, it would have done a service to so many people, but... Yeah. You know. yeah. It seems like the current controversy for that game is that, I guess, one of the, like, standardish levels in the cyberspace... Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like a level from uh, one of the other games, Unleashed, I think. Uh, okay. Which is like, I guess that's an issue. Mm-hmm. It was like from a tutorial thing, looking thing mm-hmm. from whatever gameplay they were showing. And people are like, oh, they got no new ideas. Like, I don't know what the, I mean, the problem is. I wouldn't even fight that. Because like, aside from the Werehog levels, Unleashed was actually really good. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like people trying to find a problem when it's like, oh, there's enough here to be concerned about versus creating more problems, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's see what else is happening here. Oh, yeah. Quantic Dream announced a new game mm-hmm. uh, where Jeff Keighley did not want to say the name Quantic Dream at any point when he was talking about it, mm-hmm. which is a bit uh, weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is their, one of their first published games. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they are publishing a game from Parallel Studio that's kind of a narrative adventure game called Under the Waves. Mm-hmm. Probably guess it's set underwater mm. uh, in a techno-futuristic 1970s. Uh, so, yeah, that has some 
neat looking stuff to it. Curious to see more of that, but mm-hmm. yeah, being Quantic Dream game with all the baggage they have, that's uh, yeah. Well, they're publishing it, not developing it. Um, yeah, but still, the game they are developing is a Star Wars tie-in. So yeah, but uh, yeah, this will be coming to all the Playstations, Xboxes, and PC mm-hmm. next year. Uh, let's see, we saw Goat Simulator three gameplay. Yep, with a bunch of wild stuff happening. Because it's Goat Simulator. <laughs> yeah, there's like a Rocket League-esque minigame in there. There's a, mm-hmm. a bunch of weird stuff. Like you have a tool, I think, that you can just start enlarging people's heads if you yep. want to. Uh, you know, all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, that'll be out November 17th. Mm-hmm. Uh, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and PC. As I've seen people say like, oh, this is all the weird stuff that should have been in Saints Row. Mm. And not this game, but there you go. Uh, yeah, Return to Monkey Island coming to Switch and PC. Finally, has a date, September nineteenth, which mm. I guess is also National Talk Like a Pirate Day. So mm-hmm. of course that would be a date they would pick. Uh huh. And the the trailer had the the salesman character in it, mm-hmm. just waggling his arms around like a a wild person mm-hmm. as he tries to. Sell you on you know pre-ordering it because you get uh, horse armor. Mm-hmm. Pre-ordering it, and then they tell you at the end like, "Oh yeah, the horse armor it has no purpose." Yep, uh, it'll just sit in your inventory and do nothing. Yeah, uh, but still pre-order it because uh, that'll be out here in about three weeks. Mm-hmm. That's uh, very soon. Oh yeah. Uh, there you go for Return to Monkey Island. Let's see what else is here. Moonbreaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new game from the Subnautica devs mm-hmm. that also has its world sort of lore stuff is written by Brandon Sanderson. Yep. Famed, uh, sci-fi fantasy author. Yep. Uh, done a bunch of stuff there, but he has worked on a lot of the, the lore writing for this. And this is a mm-hmm. game that is kind of a turn-based a uh, strategy game with miniatures on like a yep. table set kind of thing where you can even go in and paint the miniatures how you want mm-hmm. if you so want to do that. Uh, and it looks really neat for mm. the sort of game that it is. has a really nice looking art style and all that. And oh, yeah. The way the you pick like a a uh, a team of units, like 10 of them out of like the 50 plus it has total mm-hmm. uh, for your team and you kind of fight other groups and you have special abilities and all that kind of stuff as you figure out how to use all of your, your miniatures abilities to uh, win the fights. And they have all the, the right kind of lighting and all that to make them look like actual miniatures on a table kind of colliding with each other and all that. So yeah, that'll be, that's only on PC right now. It'll be hitting early access on September 29th. Uh, this is a big show for Crafton, the publisher of PUBG, as they had a number of things here at the show. They show like the Callisto Protocol, which is one of their biggest games coming out uh, here later this year. Uh, so, yeah, this one looked like a really interesting. Uh, let's see, another one that stood out a lot is Lies of P, the... Uh, Pinocchio Souls-like game. 
that is coming to all the PlayStations, Xboxes, and PC next year. Uh, they finally showed some gameplay of sorts, and uh, the joke I've been seeing is that the main character is Timothy Chalamet uh, in the way that he looks. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, but, yeah, you get uh, a good look at the gameplay, and you're like, oh, yeah, this definitely has the the style of, like, a Bloodborne to it, and the, the trailer show ends with you're running into Geppetto, uh, as I'm assuming you're set up for a boss fight with him. Yep. Kind of thing. So, and I guess the the other bit of news here is that it is coming to Xbox Game Pass at launch. Yep. So you can check it out that way. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta admit it's an odd sort of concept for a game, but considering how utterly incredibly messed up that story is, I'm honestly not surprised that. They decided to go with something like this. Um, yeah. Let's be honest, the trailers that they've been showing for this game are fantastic. Um, so yeah, uh, being that you know I'm I have a Game Pass subscription, I'll. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what else happened here. There was High on Life got a a boss gameplay trailer, which really made the Justin Roiland part of the game. Very obvious, as yeah. you had your gun just making dumb little quips as you're fighting this boss, mm-hmm. uh, who also made their own quips back at you. And then, as boss fights fights go, there's like multiple phases. Yeah, as they like take out the the floor in this like weird toxic goo uh, thing, and you had to go uh, jumping around on some stuff and then you have your knife is like, hey, just let me stab somebody. Just just pull me out and just stab somebody. That's what I want to do. Just want to stab somebody. Yeah. Kind of thing. Just constantly talking shit. It's like I can even reflect uh shots back at the enemy. So mm-hmm. just just let me let me do my thing. Kind of thing. It's like, okay. This is a weird bit of gameplay to show. And extremely obnoxious as well. <laughs> yeah. I guess a weird aspect of this game is it's going to have a bunch of like movies and TV shows in it. <sighs> because of course, like they're licensing like four movies for this game that yeah. you can watch on a TV. I think one of them is called like Tammy versus the T Rex. Yeah, it's like a really crappy looking movie from ages ago. That would be like a thing that you know uh, Mystery Science Theater would have talked over at some point it's actually called tammy and the t-rex and it's from okay. like 1994 yeah. yeah i'm pretty and i'm pretty sure the uh the uh riff tracks did like a version of this at some point yeah and it's like the tv show stuff is more like little shorts that justin Roiland and some of his buddies have mm. worked on for this i'm just like i don't know what that adds to the game other than just like oh it's crazy that they did this because there have been games that have done that kind of thing with, like, uh, you know, movies that were no longer under copyright laws kind of thing. I don't think it really adds anything for this game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, Roland's team has always done a great job with, like, by encompassing the humor with the fourth wall breaking and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might have been a little much for the uh, gameplay trailer that was shown. Because, you know, aside from the humor that was there, it, it didn't really look all that fun. Um, so I'm hoping like, you know, that's just 
one out of like very many experiences they'll be to have in the game. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed Trover Saves the Universe, so I'm, I'm not, I haven't lost all hope yet, but I hope like the whole thing isn't just like random quibble. Yeah. For me, it just seems like it's going to be just Game Pass fodder where I play for a few hours until I'm tired of him. Like, all right, I'll play something else instead. Mm. That's more interesting. You know, I've liked his previous games like Accounting Plus and Trover Saves the Universe, but those are a little more modest in that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas literally having guns and other weapons in your arsenal that just talk to you yeah. constantly. Uh, but let's get to some more stuff here. There's Hard Space Shipbreaker, which is coming to the new consoles yep. on September 20th. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what I'm kind of curious about, because uh, I like the PC version a lot, and I'm sort of like, is the the controller support going to be a lot better than, like, maybe Power Wash Simulator translated to con- controllers? Yeah, they'll need to do, like, some serious, uh, some thinking outside of the box to make those controls work for a game like this. Especially because I'm pretty sure that, I mean, isn't a lot of, like, precision involved in this game? To a degree, uh, a lot of what you're doing is more, in as many cases you can, you're, like, dissolving these, like, points that different things are connected to one another. Uh, So you kind of should be able to do that stuff fairly easily. Uh, but when you're sort of moving stuff around uh, in a little bit of like a, uh, what if you're playing like Jenga in space kind of thing? Uh, uh, yeah. That could be a little tricky, especially when there are some situations where you have to act more quickly when, you know, things get set on fire as a result. Mm-hmm. And you have to hurry up and get to the shutoff uh, lever to make yeah. sure that it doesn't explode everything into millions of pieces. That would be a point where I'd just shut off the game uh, for a, con- a controller. Yeah. And I've heard some people play this with a controller and be like, it's not bad, but you know, it needs to be better when that's your only option on a control on a console uh, versus just playing with a mouse and keyboard where it makes uh, a lot of sense there. So I'm curious to see how this does. And I don't know if it's going to be on console game pass. Uh, it's on PC game pass, but they didn't mention anything in the trailer about it also be on console game pass. So mm-hmm. maybe that'll be the case. We'll have to see, but uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see next up here. Oh yeah. The, the first major title from the new telltale mm-hmm. is the expanse, a telltale series. Yeah. Uh, they shut off gameplay and some of the, the devs at Deck 9 mm-hmm. talking about working on the game. Uh, it'll be out summer 2023 mm. uh, for, I assume, at least the new consoles, if not maybe the old consoles as well on PC. Mm. Uh, but yeah, this is the same team that worked on, uh, what is it? I think it's the uh, uh, Life is Strange. Uh, which one is the, uh, the follow-up the- to the original one? Uh, Life is Strange. Before, before the storm. storm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that uh, arena. Yeah. Uh, I will say the character models look kind of kind of bland, I guess. Um, obviously, the game is still, like, being developed. So, and it, I mean, it's still 
being developed, and this game doesn't come out until like this time next year. So, you know, there's still work being done on it. Um, but I mean, yeah. considering you know the good, the how well they did before the storm, um, they absolutely could do pretty good for this one. Um, anybody who's yeah. seen the show probably remembers Drummer. She's the one who ends up, you know, being the captain of a pirate of a pirate fleet, more or less. Uh, and this is basically sort of her origin story when she was still working for uh, the UN. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It looks neat. Yeah, I guess that role is played by the same actress. Yep. Kara Gee. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. That looks neat. Mm-hmm. I certainly want to give it a shot. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I've never tried the Expanse out, so I have no horse in this race. Uh, you really should. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like for with for me, I, I'm I'm just not particularly fond of like space stuff. But uh, I'll give it a chance whenever whenever I get it whenever I have time. Yeah, uh, yeah let me put it this one. It's probably like the most realistic version of a space of a space show you will ever watch. You know that also includes like you know jump gates and stuff. But really cool. It's actually really good. Highly recommend it. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I'll definitely consider it. Um, I mean, as as for this game in general, I'm pretty sure it'll probably cater to those people. But as mm-hmm. someone who's also a Deck Nine, you know, Telltale fan, and knowing that this game comes out like summer of next year, uh, it doesn't look very good. Um, yeah, yeah, Telltale hasn't published a game in forever, and they're known for their games being all super janky and stuff. But if this is the first impression, it doesn't look very nice at all. And I'm hoping we get more of uh, the, the Wolf Among Us soon. Okay. But uh, yeah, let's see here. Oh yeah, here was the biggest surprise of the entire show. Uh, one of the executive producers of, I believe, the Friday the Thirteenth game, uh, the multiplayer like whatever seven v one game, uh, is part of this new multiplayer horror game based on Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, one game. of my favorite movies, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, it's very much like a B or C tier horror movie from the nineties, I think. Uh actually I think it's from like right around the late nineties. Like right around that sort of uh nineteen ninety eight called oh. Horror. Oh okay. actually horror I think film. it might have been yeah, I think it actually might have been made earlier than that, but didn't get released until ninety eight. Um but yeah, yeah. It, uh, the guys who did that movie are like who directed that movie. Um, they're like really like famous for like their work in like special in like special effects. Um, I can find them. Yeah, the Chiodo brothers. Um, they're probably known of uh, doing stuff for like uh, they did stuff for Critters, uh, Ernest Scared Stupid, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. They do like a lot of like creature creation, stop motion, animatronics, that type of stuff. And this is like the only movie they actually ever directed themselves. Um, yeah, and it's it is an absolute trip to watch because it it makes no damn sense. It basically just takes the concept in its title and just runs with it. You know, yeah. but what it, what are they? They are literally killer clowns from outer space. What do they do? They kill people with stuff that clowns use, like a popcorn gun that shoots popcorn that dissolves and eats you. Uh, or, you know, a cotton candy machine can 
binds you up and tie you up and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. And it's also legitimately just extremely creepy. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious, but it's also very creepy, especially if you've got a fear of clowns, because uh, you will not sleep for a few weeks after watching this. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a 3v7 game. Uh, we got three people taking the roles of the killer clowns uh-huh. and seven humans that are uh, trying to figure out how to stop them. Uh, because, of course, it's the laziest damn thing you could But, yeah, they seem to be doing a lot of neat stuff with this. Yeah, at least they're uh, trying to. Yeah, they got a, a great look for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the killer clowns certainly look the the dumpy way those characters looked in the movie. Oh yeah, and probably got all sorts of weird weird abilities. Same for the humans. So it looks like that could be a pretty good party game to have. Yeah, uh, it'll be launching in early 2023 uh, with lots of uh, updates post launch. So. Uh, yeah, all the PlayStations, Xboxes, and PC, so there you go. Mm-hmm. For that, uh, let's see what else here of notes. They had a Gotham Knights trailer showing off the three of the main villains, like yeah. Harley Quinn, Clayface, and Mr. Freeze. Yep. Uh, as well as the, the, the Court of Owls. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, said, like, hey, it'll be out earlier on October yeah. 21st instead of the 25th, so it'll be out. I assume that's a Tuesday instead of a Friday. Yeah. It uh, definitely looks cool. Um, I've been told that they're kind of like sort of more or less basing the game around, you know, the Arkham style of gameplay, but like stretching it out to like four characters, to like is it three or, yeah, it's four characters, four characters isn't it? Yeah, because it's like it's Red Hood, Batgirl, uh, the current Robin, Robin and... Nightwing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it'll definitely treat her better than Warner Brothers treated Batgirl in her movie. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go for that. Uh, one of the more interesting games that got shown off was uh, Where Winds Meet, mm-hmm. a game from Everstone Studio, yep. a sort of new Chinese studio that yeah. uh, very much seems to be influenced heavily by like Wushu. Oh, God, yeah. Action movies. Honestly, that I'll be honest, uh, pretty much all the Chinese developers we've seen coming out, that's pretty much all of them. I mean, not all of them, that's not fair. Over half of them. But that's also, like, over half of, like, Chinese popular culture in general. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for now, it's only coming to PC with a beta test for later this year. Uh, but yeah, very much... Had a lot of the styling of like a uh, Ghost of Tsushima or yeah. maybe a Sekiro yeah. kind of thing to it. It's more uh, Ghost of Tsushima reminded, but yeah, I can definitely see sort of the, some of the Sekiro influence as well. Yeah, though you have some definitely some exaggerated abilities like being able to run on water and oh yeah, climb up big walls and. Shit like that, so... Yeah, that's pretty common, like, wushu fare. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I gotta be honest, I'm really... It's really cool seeing all of these, like, big Chinese developers suddenly sort of popping up and becoming, you know, really big. Um, yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, it was definitely one of the highlights to me in the showcase. Uh, granted, it's 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 a little bit early in their builds. Um, like a lot of the stuff they showed was really cool, but like as as I was watching some of the footage again, like a lot of it looked really off. Like as for like it's like oh the the walking in the air and the water really look all that natural. But I, I'm sure that'll come with time. But that's just something to look out for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else here? Oh yeah, Phantom Hellcat was an interesting looking game. Uh, this is very much. People were legging this to a near style game mm-hmm. of sorts uh, from developer Ironbird Creations. Uh, it's coming to yeah, PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. No date. Uh, but that one looked pretty interesting as an action game of sorts. Yeah. There's actually a couple of those uh, types of games that are coming out recently. Um, like a, There's another one that's coming out that was recently just uh, announced um, called Wanted Dead Hopes that is very much in that vein as well. Really, like, over-the-top stylish action game uh, with lots of silliness. Um, And uh, it's uh, supposed to come out February 14th next year. And it's like, yeah, it's... uh, Both of these games are definitely look cool, and I want them to succeed <laughs> yeah uh, let's see there's dorf romantic uh yeah. which is a, a sort of puzzle game of sorts that is pretty neat one thing linked here but uh it's been out on steam for a while mm-hmm. uh kind of a kind of chill uh puzzle game of sorts where you're kind of laying out tiles mm-hmm. uh almost like a oh what's the tabletop uh, game I'm trying to think of uh, the one where you're laying out like resources tiles kind of thing uh, something similar like that uh, but yeah you're laying down various tiles of like rivers and roads and train stuff as you're trying to link them together uh, to get sort of a higher score of sorts uh, but it's mostly kind of chill and you're not nothing really too uh, serious about it as you kind yeah. of just relax and kind of just try and uh, build out these areas in mm-hmm. neat ways. And I think there are some uh, more just chill modes, creative modes that you don't have to re- rely on anything. You can just yeah. kind of pull out and design these areas the way you want. Yeah. So, yeah, that's out on Switch September 29th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just came out of early access in... Let's see, April 28th, earlier this year, a few months ago. So there you go. And uh, last game here, one that's been in the works in various states for almost like eight years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead Island 2 got reintroduced. Yeah. Uh, despite its name, it's set in L.A., mm-hmm. which last I checked is not a, an island. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of that same kind of uh, jokey humor as you're running around beating up zombies and all this kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, running into people that are just kind of very weird and quirky mm-hmm. of sorts. Uh, they had a weird little trailer of a dude just going around beating up zombies and such to get 
whatever it is he wanted, and then came back and realized, oh, I don't got batteries in my remote for my TV. Uh-huh. Well, I got to go back out. But then we got to see some actual gameplay. That looked pretty decent, but also Dying Light 2 just came out earlier mm-hmm. this year, and this is coming out February 3rd, 2023, supposedly. Yep. I think it's like the third or fourth developer that's supposedly been working on this game mm-hmm. in the past like eight years, so maybe this will be the one. Mm-hmm. As they seem to be saying, it'll be out here in a few months. So, yeah, there you go for Dead Island 2 finally existing uh, for real. Yeah, seriously. God, this game has been, like, hinted at and promoted and then gone back in hiding and back out and then gone back again. It's insane. Um I'm, fi- I'm just glad they're finally getting around to actually releasing, to, like, presenting and maybe releasing this freaking thing. Yeah. Man, that game has been in development hell for almost a decade now. Um, yeah, it's been canceled probably at least once or twice. Mm-hmm. Just started over. But, uh, yeah, you'll be able to explore L.A. and the surrounding areas, mm-hmm. uh, killing zombies and running into weird people. And doing all that kind of stuff. A lot of the same stuff that Dying Light has been doing. So, mm-hmm. not really a huge surprise, because the Dying Light team is the one that worked on the original Dead Island. Mm-hmm. I think the the sort of follow-up Riptide. So yeah, there's a lot of the... Both series are kind of the same thing, for the most mm-hmm. part. So... Yeah. Brandon's right. Like the, the, this, this one like took forever to come to fruition. We've probably seen a whole bunch of unofficial cancellations here and there over the years. I mean, when it was for, when when the original one came out, zombies uh, were at an all time high. Like the the Walking Dead was the best show on TV. And now it's like yeah, it's finally going to end and things like that. So yeah, I'm 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 happy it's finally coming out. Uh, but at the same time, I'm very much over zombies. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I hope it's good. That's definitely not going to be a guarantee. But you know, it's it's good to see that. The, all that hard work is finally being uh, being shown and will actually come out this Yep. And, uh, yeah, I think that will do it for the opening night live stuff. If you want to see everything, check the uh, show notes. I've got mm-hmm. links to everything that's on here. Uh, there's a lot of it that just either isn't our thing, like, hey, there's more stuff coming to Age of Empires 4. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That's fine. We also Great got people. Yeah, there's like a Warhammer 40,000 game. Yeah, that's like the other ones they made uh, as far as being Left for Dead likes. Yeah. This time it's uh, the other Warhammer stuff, not the, you're not beating up a bunch of rats. It's now like uh, weird space zombie people, I guess. So it's like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of space stuff, you know, Homeward 3 and all this other stuff, so... Yeah, hope you enjoy that stuff. Just finally start existing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll do it for the show this week. Uh, thank you to Brandon Denver for joining. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new slate of news as September starts. Uh, we should have an idea of what's coming to your subscription services then, mm-hmm. as we're in the awkward period where uh, the month doesn't end until a few more days. So. Uh, it'll miss those cycles, but uh, yeah, we'll know more about that stuff next weekend. And uh, yeah, things will start finally, hopefully, feeling like fall. Thank you. 
to God. <laughs> uh, at least here in Ohio, I don't know what Georgia's going to do. They're going to uh, just keep melting you for a few more weeks, probably. Fuck you, Chris. Uh, we got our own shit because we get snow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get buried in that snow. Yeah, you know that because that's probably when you guys get off school because nobody can physically drive on the roads uh, yeah, without crashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, enjoy the show. Feel free to let friends and family know that they should check it out mm-hmm. and select strangers that uh, will not dress like clowns and murder you. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you all next week. And uh, yeah, have a good one.